0: And welcome back to another episode of the MDCP Million Dollar Coach Program Podcast. Joined today by my regular partners in crime, Ash and Sam. And we've added a pinch hitter to the team, Miss Christina Anderson. How are you guys?
1: Great. great.
2: So happy.
0: You're all, you're all so excited. So it's like good, yeah, great. Yeah.
1: And the peasants I'm so rejoice.
0: Excited Christina's here. Yeah. yeah. I'm here, um, yeah, so we thought you know Christine has some good insights. We thought the more knowledge bombs we can drop, the better and uh, help people move forward. um today's episode could be a little bit um spicy, could cause some uh uncomfortable feelings out there in coach affiliate owner land, but we're gonna we're gonna navigate it as best we can, so I'm gonna start off with preempting the topic that. We're not bashing affiliate owners in any way, shape, or form today. We're actually going to look at them through an empathetic and understanding lens because it is what it is. So our topic today, we are talking about, it's a very big or popular uh, strategy in the ecosystem, which Sam was today years old yesterday when he found out that this was an actual thing where coaches... Don't get paid, but they trade for their membership. Or right. even, <laughs> I wish we I had that that snippet to insert. But even the coaches who do get paid, sometimes a portion of their uh, coaching hours each week offsets for their membership at said gym. Now, we're not here to judge if is that right or wrong. Is it ideal or optimal? Um for some affiliates that, that may be small or struggling, then, you know, that may be all they can afford to do. And it's a great way to get help so that the affiliate owner is not like having their ass hanging out of their, their shorts, like just exhausted, burnt out from doing every class. So we will keep that in focus today. So affiliate owners don't hate on us. We love you guys. You know, our perspective today comes from, comes about, I guess, the coaches who are in that position and who are either bitching and moaning about it and bemoaning it or um, coaches that don't know that there are other opportunities for them that uh, lead to a relationship of reciprocity with the affiliate owner. Mm -hmm. So it's a big topic. We're going to tread carefully because I don't want to um, be divisive or offensive. Um, You know, sometimes it is what it is. And
1: go.
2: Divisive and defensive is what Sam loves to trigger in people though. (laughs)
1: What I was just thinking is like, you don't get to control that. Like you don't get to control how other people react to it.
2: That being said,
1: we can go out of our way to not be deliberately like jerks. Yeah. But
0: that's, that's the intention is that we're not going to come at this from the perspective of hating on affiliate owners and telling them how they should, you know, run their business. That's not, that's not our job. And Right. Affiliate podcast, cheap plug, we'll talk about that sort of stuff, but also from the position of not telling you what to do or what's, what's wrong. It's more about how can we help? Yeah. So our focus here is coaches and helping coaches be better.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I think that, I mean, we can digest the, we can digest the, like the implications for coaches ad nauseum. Um, I think to a certain extent, like this, and I love the fact that you mentioned like, you know, brand new or very, very small affiliates, like for a brand new and very small affiliate, we're like, and and to be clear, like the most expensive thing in any affiliate is payroll, it's coaching. Mm -hmm. So that's a huge, like if you are a small affiliate and you're just getting started and like you need that help and you can find someone who's got their level one and they're willing to trade a little bit of time for a reduction of their membership costs, like that's a win. And you do what you do to keep the doors open because at some point, once you open the doors and there's more there's more than you and your spouse or partner who are showing up, you've taken on responsibility of those people's lives. And that's a huge thing. I don't want to minimize that in any way. And so like do what you have to, to keep the doors open, right? But I also want to acknowledge that it makes it very hard to create an environment at least initially, where coaches can professionalize themselves, and like like you're you're trading time for not money at that time at that point so and and again, not judging it just kind of is what it is, and so for those of us who are looking to be professional coaches like I love this thing, I want to make this the thing that I do, for me, the most helpful realization was that no one's gonna come save me mm. and whatever was going to happen, whether I was working at an affiliate, whether I was on my own, whether I was, you know, affiliated with an affiliate or something like that, the sky was the limit on things that I could create value on. But nobody was going to come along and hand me a template and be like, well, if you do this, 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 then this, they'll, you'll, you'll, get to blot a blot Instagram following and such and such a recurring revenue. Um, and that can be a really hard thing to accept and digest, just to start with.
2: Mm. Ash. Um, hmm. Okay. Well, I think the first question you have to ask yourself is, you know, do you want to make this a profession? And if the answer is yes, um, then you have to take action on it next. And what that means for you might be, you know, it's different for each person. Um, but you are clearly not going to get the. The way you're not going to pursue it by doing classes in the affiliate. However, you could add value to your affiliate by offering other sorts of things for your members that are there, obviously, given that you're working with the owner and they approve of it and so on and so forth. Um, And by building something of that nature, um, you can actually do not only yourself, but also the affiliate kind of a service as well um, by attracting maybe outside people Bring in more revenue for yourself, potentially more revenue for the affiliate, and then also helping your members and maybe non-members yet acquire new skills or dial in their nutrition or just become accountable to their goals in whatever they're there to, whatever reason they're there to do CrossFit is. Um, there are so many different ways you can approach it, um, but you have to make the decision to want to do it and then start taking action on and trying to build some things to establish yourself in that role and give you kind of the account, uh, not accountability. What's the word I'm looking for. Um, gives you that. Actionability. No. Oh, I can't think of it. Not validation. It gives, it puts you in that role where people then trust hmm. you and they know that that is what you're there to do. Um mm. yeah. Sorry, words are escaping me today. That one.
0: <laughs> that one. Yeah. yeah. Um Christina, anything to jump in on that as a as a start kickoff point?
3: Well, I just think that you know, at the end of the day, whatever side of this picture that you're on, whether you're the coach uh, you know, coaching for your membership or you're the affiliate owner that is kind of scrambling to find the funds in order to staff your gym. I think that the the end all be all is that um really communication and like openness is what kind of gets us through this situation, right? So I think that a lot of times unfortunately um these situations get sour because either the affiliate owner is expecting what the coach deems to be too much for what they're being given and vice versa, the coach feels that they deserve more and there's no communication happening. And I think Mm -hmm. like some of the best advice that I've been given is to always assume positive intent, right? So Mm -hmm. like the affiliate owner is not trying to screw over the coach by not paying them. They legitimately can't. And the coach is not trying to not do a good job. They just feel that they're not getting their value. Right. So like, how do we meet in the middle and communicate, um, you know, to make sure that, you know, Hey, maybe this is the starting point. And it's a sit down conversation of like, listen, this is where I'm at. This is what I can offer you. I think you'd be a great coach. What's the plan from here. And now if you're a coach and you know, as Sam and Ashley were saying, If you're a coach and you want to take it next level, and this isn't just like a side gig for you, well, then it's on you to figure out how. Yes, you're going to generate revenue, or you're going to level up, uh, or you're going to create and pave a path for yourself where you don't remain stuck as the coach who gets paid in exchange for membership. Mm.
0: Yeah, and I think you know um, something that we say around um, here a lot at affiliate is people who pay pay attention and also you know if you um if someone is earning a revenue for a task that they're doing you know at the start like I mean that's how I started coaching is like well you're going to do two hours a week and that's going to cover your membership and I was like sweet I don't have to pay for membership anymore get to coach this is awesome and then you start doing coach things and like well that's a lot more than than this and then it can build that resentment and You know, when I opened my affiliate, the first thing I was going to do is that coaches just get a membership, regardless if they coach once every three months, this, if they're a coach, this is what they're getting. And that was me, rightly or wrongly. Um, But having the opportunity and, and having the initiative as a coach to go, okay, well, how can I add value to my affiliate owner by adding value to myself? So if I can create revenue streams or additional products that benefit me and benefit the affiliate that I love and care for and I'm here to support because I was happy to coach for a membership, how much more of a positive relationship in that rather than, you know, going into a coach's group on Facebook and, you know, bitching about not getting paid or, this is all the work by owner of specs. Does does everyone else get paid, or do you just do it for membership? Like, what's the go? Mm-hmm. Like, what we want to focus on is coaches having the mindset from the get go of I'm a professional coach. How do I make this work for both of us? And I, I was saying to you guys before we hit record, I've just finished watching the um, Arnold Schwarzenegger doco on Netflix, and something that stood out to me was his father said to him constantly as a child. Arnold, if you do nothing else in life, be useful. Mm -hmm. So as a coach, you know, that's probably a good tool is like, okay, I'm in this affiliate. How can I help you move forward, which is going to help me move forward at the same time. Mm -hmm. But what's the blockage to doing that, do you
1: think? Well, I mean, I love, Christina, that you talked about, you know, communication. What a novel concept. People, like two Mm -hmm. adults, sit down in front of each other, And have a real and honest dialogue about, hey, this is what I need. When I describe the term coach, this is what it looks like. These are the roles and responsibilities like this is like what the deliverables are. And when you hear the word coach, what do you expect? Oh, is there a disconnect? Okay, well, I'm offering a coach with this definition. Do you want to play ball? Right? I love I think that would solve a lot of problems is if, you know, and that There's two things going on you've got to have an owner who puts that time and forethought into that role and clearly outlines well are they responsible for cleaning the bathrooms too and doing x y or z or are they just coming in running the classes um and on the person who is doing that they now get to say okay well i'm not comfortable doing x y or z you know they get to decide for themselves and i think you can avoid a lot of problems there and then beyond that I think it takes a huge, like even the presumption that a coach wants to come in and be like, I want to, I want to be a part of this. I want to do this thing and, you know, make it as best as possible. Maybe I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong, but I feel like that perspective and that feeling is maybe rarer than it, than I want it to be, you know, mm. I, cause that says something like you've got a person at that point who's invested in the community. They're invested in the business, whether they understand what that phrase means or not. And they're willing to devote time and resources, time as a resource to making that thing bigger, better, more awesome or et cetera. Um, and I, I want there to be more coaches like that. And I wish there were, at least I think mm-hmm. there not aren't as many. If we're going to, I mean, if we're gonna like, like how would we systematize this? How would we give coaches who are in that position? Yes, I wanna be that person. How would we give them a roadmap as much as possible? Like they've got their time that they coach and then insert blank here, right? And the first thing I would look at is what are people asking you for? Like if you're a coach and you're in that position, whether you like to or not, you you occupy a position of authority people Mm -hmm. are going to come. I mean, as long as you're not a jerk, people are going to come and ask you questions. (laughs) And maybe even if you are a jerk, hopefully not, if they're going to come and ask you questions. And if you're getting the same question over and over and over again, there's an opportunity there to provide Mm -hmm. value to the community. And that might be the first place I would start.
0: Hmm. Christina, Ash, you both look like you've got something you just want to leap in with.
3: I, I'm just thinking, you know, I, it's funny because I, I was that coach. Um, so this is very, like, this is hitting home for me. Um, where, you know, at my, at the first affiliate, uh, that I was really a big part of the community as a coach. Um, I remember, I remember receiving the advice, uh, be the hardest worker in the room and don't expect anyone to notice or care. You know, I think that there's definitely some, you know, grain of truth to that, that can really propel you forward because, you know, you can't expect anything in return. You know, you really, this job, you're, you're doing it to serve other people and, you know, whatever, whatever Mm -hmm. your why may be. But I think that, um, I took it a little bit too literally. So in my, uh, last position, I, you know, just always did all the things, but I didn't tell anyone that I did all the things. And I was sitting there waiting for somebody to notice me, you know, why doesn't anybody notice that I'm the only one filling up the toilet paper and that I'm staying late to make sure all of the rings are the same height and that the excess ring strap is folded away. And, you know, like every little tiny little detail that I would do, I would sit there and I would wonder when are they going to see me? When are they going to value me? When are they going to notice me? Mm -hmm. And, Um, you know, I think that it's, uh, you know, it goes back to that communication piece that we were talking about, you know, like what exactly are the expectations here? But I think like to your question of like, how do we find the roadmap? I mean, I mean, call it a shameless plug, but like, it wasn't until I found Fitfiliate that I knew what the hell I didn't, I didn't know, like, I didn't know what to do. All I knew was like, I'm going to level up. I'm going to keep taking courses. I'm going to become a better coach. I'm going to make everyone love me. I'm going to become a pillar at this affiliate. Yeah. And I did all those things, but none of those things gave my affiliate the ability the ability to pay me. Mm-hmm. So like, so what, you know what I mean? Like who was at fault there? I mean, it wasn't, wasn't my affiliate, you know? So it was like, it's just, uh, you know, yeah. Like the, mm-hmm. that roadmap, like how do we get people to find that roadmap of, you know, where and they I think- go.
0: Some of it is coaches feeling empowered enough to put something forward. So I know that I put a couple of coaches through our Power Numbers program, the PIN program, which Ash is, you know, awesome facilitator of. Um, next cycle or kickoff soon, we'll let you know when. Um, but um, those coaches felt like they had permission then to go because part of the PIN was like create an offer, and take it to your owner, And because, you know, I was M a affiliate client, it was like, well, whatever they bring to you, you're just going to have to say yes to. Like you can't say no, like that's defeating the purpose. So they knew that they could come to me with almost impunity and go, hey, here's an offer that I want to put forward. And here's something I want to run with. And my answer was, yes, go for it.
3: Hmm. And
0: they felt like that they had that permission to bring that forward. And I know that there's a lot of coaches like, wow, I've got a really good idea on this but I don't know how to bring it to Christina. Like she'll probably just think it's dumb and shut me down or, you know, or or that's not my place. Yeah. When, you know, I know that even in Fitphiliate I've had ideas and things and I remember I've said to Tony numerous times, I said, well, you know, it's not my thing, It's not mine to make these decisions. And he's like, well, we all own it. If we want it to move forward, you're like, oh, okay. So then, you know, you can bring things to the table. But I think there's a lot of coaches who don't, and whether it's a communication thing, like we've been talking about, they they don't have that relationship with their owner, or it's a lack of confidence in self to be able to go, yeah, this is this this is a good idea, like this, and and then also how to frame it for the owner as in what's in it for them. Hey, I want to run this thing. Here's the benefit to you, not just. The benefit to me because right. that's never going to go well
2: yeah
3: yeah
1: i i mean i i i see both sides of this and christina you know i i lived that exact same experience for you know many years as a as a coach at my first affiliate and i'm going to try as much as, as hard as it is to leave aside the responsibilities of the affiliate owner and i think about these things now because i also own a small business and part of my responsibility as a small business owner is anyone who comes in and works for me they are under my protection as well in the same way that any of my clients are like i have a responsibility to those employees i'm going to try to leave that aside as much as possible i think and this we we've talked about this you know before on mdcp is lisa what you said understanding how to frame an idea how to Package it and to position it relative to what you're already doing or what your affiliate is already doing. That's a skill. And, like, Mm -hmm. unless you came from a background that included marketing and sales, you probably don't have that tool in your toolbox. No one else, you're like, you can't go to Bergner and be like, (laughs) you know, cool, when's the marketing part? Is that after or before the snatch? Like, that doesn't happen. So, That's a really hard thing to ask coaches to do. And I, and especially where like, I look at some like the age demographics for some of the people who are coaches. So often we get younger people and who are coaches. They've just got their level one. They're excited. They're bright eyed, bushy tailed, and everything is rainbows. And they can, you know, they've, they've got this incredible fire inside of them. And then on top of having maybe not that, um, that natural kind of, or feeling that freedom to go to the affiliate owner and to, to put something forward, they might also be wrestling with some of the normal uncomfortableness that people in their early 20s wrestle with, where you're still trying to figure out who the hell you are and you know mm. trying to get your confidence up. And especially if you're coming out of college and now you're going into the working world and all of the traditional advice is head down, do what you're told. Don't don't get chopped off the top, you know, that kind of thing where you don't get to do that. And then also bring an idea, like a new idea to your business owner. <laughs> so like they're fundamentally opposed, you know, and I,
0: and I guess if we talk about that, those, you know, the positioning and the packaging, but mm. also then that partnering aspect is like partner with your affiliate owner yeah.
1: as in this benefits both of us, but they have to see themselves as big enough to be able to do that. Right. And I and I and for so much of what I'm going through and so much of what I went through, it begins with like do like go do right. Like, don't worry if it's perfect or not. Don't worry if you crash and burn. Don't worry if your affiliate owner says no, that will almost certainly happen to you at some point in time. Right. And so you might as well get those hits out of the way early. (laughs) you know, but that doesn't make it any easier. That's still terrifying.
3: I think too, like, you know, if you're that person who's afraid to bring your ideas to the table, you know, maybe that's the conversation, right? Maybe it's like going to your affiliate owner and just saying like, listen, like I'm new, I'm scared. Um, I don't know if you're open to ideas. Like, and just, you know, as the affiliate owner, then like maybe... Being sure that you're creating that safe environment where your employees feel like they can approach you with stuff, Uh, you know, because again, it, it, there's there's two sides of the story, and each side is is equally valid. But how do we come together and realize, like, you know, it's not it's not one person's fault or the other. You know, we just we really need to like create that environment that everybody can feel safe to the affiliate owner can ask what they want for, and the coach can you know, feel comfortable to present ideas and, and create this path for themselves.
0: Mm. And it's it's creating that space where, I mean, I know I did it as an affiliate owner very early on. It was like, no, 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 no. like that was my standard answer to everything. And then one day I kind of had the epiphany of, well, if okay, I'm going to say yes, but here is the parameters around this, like you're going to own it, you're going to run it, I'm not going to get involved. I don't get to pick up the pieces. If you're not here, it doesn't run. Here's Mm -hmm. the deal. And you go for it. And I, I will happily market it for you and I will promote it to the members and do the things, but you own it. And it led to me having much more engaged and empowered coaches who were like, I've got this thing now. I'm using this thing that I went and learnt. And it was a powerful conversation and it was a shift for me as going, instead of always being, you know, the one, the dream killer, like <laughs> I gave these guys space to create things. And there were some amazing things that came out of that, that I was like too tired, lacking energy to run and, but we needed them in the affiliate. Yeah.
1: but I, And I, I love that story. I also think that so many affiliate owners, and we're not going to be able to talk about this without talking about affiliate owners. It's just not going to happen because it's like talking about yin and yang and ignoring Mm -hmm. one half of it. Like you're talking about a post-fit affiliate coach mindset, a person who has already gone through like a psychic transformation and shifted their thinking, shifted their paradigm. And they're like, Mm -hmm. oh, sure, it's uncomfortable to be able to let go of a little bit of my tightly grasp white knuckle fucking control on this business and to let this coach who I know wants to succeed and wants me to succeed run with this project, but I'm gonna do that anyway. Whereas if you haven't walked through that process, you're still back here going, ah, you know, and like trying not to explode. Um Mm. I and that's that's like I would love if we could get and you know shameless plug coach affiliate owners, please, for the love of God, call us call like call us we'll tell you if we can help you and we'd love to help you because we want you to be around right Mm. but for the coaches who are facing that right i think there's a moment where you have to like you can go and you can try to create value as much as possible and you can you know bring ideas to the affiliate owner here's an interesting question what happens when perpetually the affiliate owner says, no, because they can't see the forest through the trees.
2: Ooh, ooh, ooh. Ashley <laughs> <laughs> has and, it. Ashley has and it. And so, it it, like, fun.
1: <laughs> what, like, if we're trying to provide opportunities for the professional coach, we at some point, we have to talk about ignoring the affiliate owner because they're not going to play ball.
3: <laughs> Wait, I got a Ash. Ash, 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 do you have
2: something to say? Well, this is where <laughs> the responsibility comes back to us, right? That affiliate owner needs us to coach bye, right? Then maybe they might not say yes, then they'll go, okay, okay, okay. You can try this if blah, 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 blah. But like, it's going to force that discomfort among both parties to have to grow and evolve to the next level. And then if you say, okay, bye, I'm going to go to the affiliate down the street and they don't care, then go to the affiliate down the street. There's a million affiliates. Yeah. yeah.
3: I mean, isn't it, I'm pretty sure it's Tony who said this, right? That affiliates could be like Starbucks, right? Like there's a Starbucks on every corner and, uh, you know, there could be an affiliate on every single corner, but each one is going to have its own vibe. And so like, if at the end of the day, the affiliate owner and the coach are just at odds constantly, constantly, there's clearly just, a clash of values there and it's just not the right space. But the problem is because it's CrossFit and you know the community is so thick and it's just like you know the your gym it becomes your life it becomes your support system it becomes your everyday and i think too many coaches and affiliate owners stay in situations that are no longer serving them or their values because of <laughs> Ash did you have anything else to say <laughs> um because of you know what what's comfortable i guess because of what's you know what's your everyday and so you know it's really scary to to take that branch out but I can speak for myself and I know Ashley will say the same thing it's like I didn't start growing as a coach until I started taking those leaps and leaving affiliates and starting new things so yeah
1: i mean one of the things that So going back to clash of values, there's really, especially like going to be a clash of values if one of you has values and one of you doesn't like, and that's another thing like as, as an affiliate owner, or even as a coach, either party, right? If you have not sat down and outlined what is important to you, like these are my, this is the line in the sand I will not cross. Right. And like, not professionally, I mean, like personally for yourself to stay right with your soul. Right. Because anytime you start crossing lines, you know, my best advice that I ever received was, you get heartsick when you know you cross a line. And whether or not you've outlined it, whether or not you've taken the time to understand what it is and to outline it, you know when you do it because you get heartsick, right? If you take the time to outline it, at least now you've got it down somewhere on paper. Well, if you've outlined for yourself, these are the things I will do and will not do, and you're doing business with another party who has not taken the time to do that and then you find yourself at odds i can speak from experience and i'd I'd love to hear challenge on this if someone else experienced something different but at some point you're not going to be able to move forward with a relationship like that and you will have to do the scary uncomfortable thing that is pulling yourself out of that role in that community and i can and i also can speak firsthand to leaving, you know, 300-member gym and going someplace else. And, you know, my role in those people's lives has changed. I'm not there all the time. I'm not even in the state anymore. Um, But I could not have done anything I've done in the last three years without stepping away from that place, you know? it had to happen as uncomfortable and scary as it was
0: and i think we've all made those leaps of you know where i'm at now doesn't serve me but once you develop that awareness of you know what your you know the the thing at the recent um affiliate gathering in in, in um europe was about What's your North Star? Find your North Star. And Nicole Carroll's iconic as every speech she makes is iconic. What's your North Star? When you find what your North Star is and you know your why, you may have heard us mention that a couple of times on this podcast. It's usually Ash who brings up the why. But what's your why and what are your values? It's very easy to then find somewhere that aligns with your values and allows you to, to live that why rather than, beating your head up against a brick wall. Now we're not advocating that you just pack your bags and say to your affiliate owner, screw you guys, I'm going home. No. It's, you know, for those who are too young and don't get it, South Park, but anyway, <laughs>
2: yeah, <thank laughs> turned
0: out that you need to be old to get that, but um, or, I'll do. Um, oh. we want you to start having the conversations. It's only by having the conversations that you'll really see honestly where things are at and being vulnerable and transparent going, yeah. Hey, I want to be good at this thing, but I also want to help you. How can we do this together? And as an affiliate owner, that's one of the most powerful conversations that someone can have with you because no one is having those with you necessarily as an affiliate owner because they might be scared. It might be, Mm -hmm. well, it's your business. You do what you want. But having someone come to you and say, okay, I mean, I want to help. How do we make this work for both of us? And then you'll very quickly, you know, you may do that and go, This is a complete mismatch. Cool. It's better for you if I'm not here and it's better for me. So let's do that. But let's not, you know, let's not set fire to the bridges and then blow them up on our way out the door. like let's have some grace and some presence about us the way that we do that. But, you know, you're right. Sometimes you need to do what's best and it works out being best for both parties Hmm. because there's no growing while there's headbutting.
2: Go ahead.
1: No, go ahead. I was going to go completely off topic and you're on topic. Go ahead.
2: Uh, Yeah. So like, I mean, I think Christina actually summed this in what this like could be this entire podcast up is I think communication is the number one vital sign of this entire discussion. Mm. Um, And, you know, as you guys have been talking, I've kind of re-racked my brain. I have watched multiple coaches go to head coaches, go to part owners and then leave and leave in a ball of fire because basically of what could have been avoided, but the communication was lost mm-hmm. and they, they got bitter and resentful. Um, and you know, like I recently worked with somebody who had to speak to their owners and she like, she was very nervous and didn't want to do it. Cause it was going to be an uncomfortable conversation, but like, the bottom line is if you are going to have to have this conversation with your affiliate owner and it's the longer you put it off, it's like if you've ever gone skydiving, cliff jumping, anything like that, the longer you wait, the scarier it becomes, the un- more unlikely you are to do it. So the sooner you can do it, the better. I wish I had taken this advice for myself about some other things, but that's neither here nor there. Um, but and the and that's part one. And then part two is. Guess what? If you want to be a coach and make that profession, then make that your profession. Hard conversations are going to be a dime a dozen and you got to get used to them. you got to be able to do them. So like you've got to be able to initiate them. You have to be able to maintain them and and navigate them well. And it's not going to be easy, but it is a skill that like you got to practice in order to be able to do it.
1: Yeah, it turns out as a, as a coach, you interact with people and personalities. And so Mm -hmm. having a certain amount of EQ is pretty important. Yeah. Well, so, so I want to, so I want to create an opportunity because we could all considering our common history, Mm -hmm. we could all sit here and talk about the many ways it could go wrong. Right. I would love though, if we could say like, okay, let best case scenario, you are a coach, you go to your affiliate owner affiliate owners on board. They're a Lisa. Hopefully they've got a fit affiliate in their back pocket. Who's like patting the affiliate owner on the back and be like, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. (laughs) Right. And so they're a Lisa. They say, yes, run with it. You know, I'm happy to promote it. Now what? (laughs) Like those coaches who have that opportunity. Now what?
2: Mm. Now they have to reach out to us. (laughs) Shameless plug right there.
1: Okay. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Yes. But also.
2: But also. But that's where then the action comes in. Like, what is your idea? Do it, you know, as Lisa has been trying to get me to do for forever. Just freaking do it. It doesn't end, like she tells you, Sam, it doesn't need to be perfect. Just freaking do it. You gotta try it.
0: (laughs) I say it nicer than that, I hope. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah, and better we'll because of your accent too. Yeah,
0: um, everything's I mean, nicer.
1: Just do me a favor, say "dollery dues" just once.
0: <laughs> no, Sam. Damn it! I'm not going to be lured into bluey talk.
2: Oh my gosh! Yeah, uh, bluey. No. <laughs> um. Anyway. Because, you know, again, this goes back to the, having the conversation. It's best case, worst case scenario. Worst case is it doesn't do so hot. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you figure out like, okay, well, I probably could have, like, I probably could have, you know, not held it a week later and, and marketed it for like three weeks or a month. Or I mm-hmm. could have, you know, been more specific with what we were trying to achieve instead of just, you know, um, I, I can't think of something. Instead of a two hundred pound snatch, it's just like the fundamentals of a snatch. I, I don't right. know, um but like it if it doesn't go well, that's not failing unless you don't do anything about it to change it moving forward, yeah, you don't like it's only failing if you don't learn from it, right? Yeah. so it, at least you've got one under your belt, and the yeah. best case scenario is it's a success, and you're like, okay, I want to do more of these let me I'm really good at teaching this. Let me try this.
1: I love how when she says that she's just she sounds like she just went ten rounds with Mike Tyson. Like I love that, Jesus. (laughs) So I, but you've got some great little nuggets inside of there where you're like, "Mm, maybe I shouldn't have run it a week after I decided to market it. Maybe I should give it a little bit of time, right? And so like, I, I I can attest to the validity of that from experience. I know you're all excited and you want to you want to run your pull-up clinic like next Tuesday. Give it a bit. Like 3 or 4 weeks, like talk about it with your members, have other coaches talk about it in class, let people know. Like if people don't know, no one will ever show. And rhymes.
0: If you if you think about it that um you know there are some of your members who are early adopters who will do everything you put out. They will buy every shirt, every everything you stock, every new beverage, every new supplement, they're in, like whatever. God bless those people. You've got, and if you ran your thing next Tuesday, you would have those three people, which is great. But if you gave it some time and then, so then you go, well, that wasn't successful. Shit. Only three people wanted to do my program. I'm a crap coach. The affiliate only goes, well, that was a waste of time. Like, thanks for that idea. That was a dumpster fire. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you gave it some time and some thought and, and were a little bit more strategic and targeted, Suddenly you've got a wait list, you've got 20 people, you're crushing it, I'm king of the world, I'm the world's greatest coach, this is amazing and your affiliate is high-fiving going, yep, I've got this this great coach, everybody's happy. It You've just got to give, you know, it's almost, uh, and this is going to be very clichéd, but as we say, the answers to life is found in the clichés, it's, you know, there's that meme about, you know, uh, a seed won't grow if it just stays comfortable in in its pot. It has to be planted in the ground and it needs to go through that uncomfortable phase to dig up through the dirt. So you have to go through that uncomfortable phase of having an idea, which is the seed. You need to stick it in the ground and you need to patiently, you know, put water in it. Uh, Christina's got young girls. I'm quite sure she's taken them through the process of, planting a seed to grow a flower on there there every day. Is it grown yet? Is it grown yet? Is it grown yet? Is there anything that, like you need to give it some time and be patient and invest in it with some love and some care. So, you know, water your idea, like let it, let it grow and flourish. Don't just throw it out there and go, ah, nobody wanted it. Well, what did you do to make it appealing?
1: And, and don't just water that one idea, water mm. the idea of ideas. Yeah. Like build a garden. Build a like. You can try again, and mm. try a different way, and try four different ways, and try a different thing, and mm-hmm. like, I just like Ashley said, it's only a failure if you stop. Like mm. that's the only time we call it a failure. Everything else is data.
0: Well, you know, I I ran. You know, in the seven and a half years I had my affiliate, I've probably ran. A gazillion just off the top of my head. Different things that I launched. Some worked, some were amazing. Some were like crickets. It's like, no, nobody, nobody wants this. Nobody, nobody, Bueller, nobody. <laughs> um, even an earlier movie reference, but it's like, uh, does does nobody want this thing? And then other times, you know, you'll just casually put something out there and the members like, yeah, this is the greatest thing ever. 50 of them sign up. Like, you know, you need to keep. Trying things and refining, and go. Well, that really worked. How do I do it again? But maybe improve it or make it a little, you know, or that showed a bit of promise. So how do I develop the idea a bit more to f- make it more successful next time? Or that's ridiculous. It's going out the door. <laughs> but you've got to be prepared to create and bring those things forward.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think there's, I think there's sometimes a little bit of a misconception of, how much it truly takes to make this into a career. You know, I think that, um, you know, successful career coaches out there, um, you know, it appears as though life is grand, right? They spend the day in the gym. They don't have to, they get to wear sweatpants, um, you know, and be comfortable all day and just talk to people and connect with people and work out. And like, the fact of the matter is like, once you start going into it, you realize like, first of all, scheduling your own workout is really hard to do. And you would think that you'd have plenty of time on your hands to work out, but it's just not the case, right? Like there's constantly something to be done. And so I think that you really do need to take a really hard look in the mirror and ask yourself, you know, is this truly what i want because i think that another problem out there is that you know whether you're the affiliate owner or the coach this goes on both sides of the the spectrum it's you know you got into this business with one expectation of what it would be like and then when things became real you just start getting angry and feel like you're entitled to all this stuff like coaches just feel entitled to get paid and affiliate owners just feel like well all these people are coming to my gym why aren't i making more money and it's it's just, there's just so much more to it. And that's why I appreciate, you know, groups like this, and even the last podcast that you guys did together, where you talked about like the real stuff, like the struggles, right? We all struggle. We all had to work really hard to get here. I think that, you know, you need to ask yourself, like, am, am I willing to put in this work? Because it, it's hard, you know, it's not easy. And
0: yeah, being prepared to put yourself out there and be a little bit. Vulnerable with it. Yeah. I think today we have navigated this topic very well. I'm pretty sure we've got no... Respectfully. Pitches and, and torch... Pitchforks and torches coming down the road at us. They pitches take a and torchforks? Yeah, that'll, that'll be one. They, um, they yeah. uh, have got to go a little bit further to get to me, so I'm safe. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> But I think... I think, we're-
1: But you're trapped <laughs> on an island.
0: <laughs> yeah, actually, that's true. Burn the boats. Um, so I think we've navigated this one really well. It's been a very healthy, robust conversation. Mm-hmm. Thank you, guys. And if you are a coach out there and you're like, how do I even start to put something together? Yeah, uh, There's a link in the show notes to book a consult with us. We can help point you in the right direction, whether it be our online course or whether it be coaching. Um if you think your affiliate owner could benefit from having a little fit affiliate, good angel sitting on their shoulder um, or as Christina likes to call it, providing her emotional support duck. If you don't get the (laughs) reference, go find her on Instagram and you'll see Um, to help you then also jump on that link, book a consult. Otherwise, please subscribe to our channel. Like the episode, if it resonates with you, please drop a note in the comments. Let us know what was uh, important for you. And, uh, can I say will... one
2: last thing? Sorry. I want to I do a plug for pin. Um, not mm-hmm. just because I run it, but pin <laughs> really helped me to create my first like personal, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know what to call it program as a coach. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, I, I run that program now, but before that, like when I went through it, it was just mind blowing. So I, highly suggest you
0: listen for when we do the next one of that because it's uh it's powerful and if you are an affiliate owner it is a great way to have your team on the same side as you to weaponize your team so you can all move forward faster together which is the goal all right guys great chat as always and i'll see you on the next one bye bye